0: okay, pause, pause. Michelle, your blocking is off. Are you following along with the script? I looked around confused. Uh, where am I supposed to be? I asked. The director says, we're outside now and you're supposed to be on this page. I wasn't on the right page. So I was completely lost. And then she goes on to tell me, you know, just be more flexible, loosen up a little bit. And I was terrified. This was my first night trying to see if I wanted to join a community acting class and I couldn't even get the pages straight. Hey, you guys, this is Michelle Spive and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we delve into human adaptability. I'll see you on the flip. There I was on a raised stage in front of a sea of people. And I said, it's a sea. But, you know, when you've got about 30 to 40 people cramped into a regular sized room, all staring up at you with expectation, it's a sea of people. Uh, this was my, like I said, my first night trying to see if I had what it took to be an actor. Now, I'll be honest with you. I was really kind of like doing it as my bucket list to kind of expand what I could do in my local community. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I did it that one time. (sighs) Yeah. But it got me to thinking about something. Um, I had another time when I uh, was teaching myself how to write in a new genre. And I sent it off to a person who wrote in that genre who had agreed to read some of my stuff. And I got a similar feedback from this person. And they said, well, you know, kind of need to loosen up a little bit, be more flexible. And the good thing is, is that this time, instead of like the acting class where I didn't go back this time, because maybe it was because there was um, a lucrative rainbow attached to it. I stuck it out and I became uh, better able to take direction of how to understand what what the readers wanted and how to become adaptable to Change up and do what I needed to, and and be able to write in that genre. And so it got me to thinking. I was like, you know what? This is something that always amazes me. The things that we seem to be so rigid in that we seem to have no skills or talent for. If we continue to um, focus on it with, and I've talked about this before, deliberate practice, where we we've moved past. Uh, being uh, purposeful in how focused we are to where we're willing to get feedback, then something amazing happens and we're able to produce. But it's not just about the producing that's the issue. It's not the issue, but that that's the marvel that I'm looking at. It's about the adaptability. Now, I have a local track that I, I go, it's a trail, actually. I like to go walk on and um, I take uh, my audio books with me and, and listen to different books. And I like this track because it's got inclines and scenery and all of these different things. And I've even spoken about it from time to time here on the podcast. And one thing I will notice is that if I miss some time, you know, like a week, (laughs) like sometimes it happens. When I come back out, it doesn't matter that I've been walking this trail for years. What happens amazes me in that I start huffing and puffing, going up those inclines again. Even though I've gone up them, I'm going to venture to say hundreds of times by now, it still takes my body some time to adapt back to the rigors of what these inclines, these heels, these graduations require if I've been away. And that got me to thinking. Now, I've mentioned a book before in this called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And he um, pushes his body to do almost inhuman things. And he talks about uh, call- callusing the mind, uh, getting calluses on the mind uh, to be able to endure. And I marbled that around in my mind just to try to Im- imbibe and, and, and figure out what I need to be doing to callous my mind. And because I'm going to just be honest with you, I am not one of those walk up to the plate and hit home runs. It seems like I have to persevere and work a little harder. I am not the superstar, and I know it. I know that uh, perseverance, diligence, and consistency, like I've talked about in other podcasts, have to always be in my corner. My rider dies, or I'm just not going to be able to get it. And so because of that, I've started to look at how it is we tend to get anything. And it seems like there's this golden uh, ingredient that we take for granted. And I just want to give a shout out to it and a little love up on it and maybe um, strengthen our ability to appreciate it a little more. And it is our ability to adapt. Now, at this particular time of of recording, I'm in the summer months and um, it's hot. I live in a climate in the South where it is hot. And be, I don't like the heat. I'll just say that. I don't like the heat. But because it is hot, I, I dread. I, I, I check my weather app and I cringe when I see how hot it is and then how the heat index is going to make it feel even hotter. But the thing that I always take for granted is that I'm going to be able to, you guessed it, Adapt, so I want to actually talk about some um uh, some of the concepts that I have found i we look at me i we <laughs> some of the concepts that I really kind of want to highlight, and that is our ability to become malleable um, which is it, it, if you if you were to look at what we are able to do um. Say, for instance, you were an extraterrestrial and you were observing uh, what our species is able to do. It would be amazing um, the sight to be to to behold. And that is because some kind of way we are able to be as flexible when needed as water. Um, I was. um Walking with my uh, one of my one of my siblings uh, one time on a on a trail at, at, in their state and that where they live, and we went by this water feature that was really beautiful and it was like a little mini waterfall over some rocks, and I asked her how, how long I asked my sibling how long this uh, water fixture had been there, and she wasn't quite sure, but the reason why I wanted to know is because some of the rocks you could see where where the water hits a little indentation had been made and i pointed it out to her and i said that is amazing how you know adaptable the rocks uh, are malleable the rocks were to the water you know constantly falling against it and she was like yeah um i never looked at it but that's really cool and what i got when i looked at that and um had that experience was that malleability is something that bodes us well. Now, the malleability came from the friction. And that's where I, I I remembered the friction when I was um, listening to "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins on the on the track, and I think I've told you guys a little bit about you know listening to his book and going up, going around because like on my trail, like one one lap is a half mile, and I was on mile number fourteen, and I was starting to feel it, and 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 he was talking about uh, callousing the mind, and when I had to remember about what how you get a callus is. Because it is caused by friction, and not because uh, I mean, and, and it's caused by friction. And the callus doesn't come because um, it just says, okay, you know, it it has to endure something rubbing against it and causing it a low level trauma or or um, a opposing force on it that's not comfortable in most times, but you know, and. I thought about that. I was like, "Wow!" So, in order for us to do what we do as humans and keep going, we have to become flexible. We have to co- become adaptable, and those usually happen when there is an opposing force of friction or stress. Because in in um, that book can't hurt me. David also called. He talked about how when he was using his body to access the the ability to callous his mind, or my term, become more adaptable, he was using good stressors of taxing the muscles so that when he finally would let them rest, they would adapt to be able to handle what he was going to continuously put on him put on himself so that he would get better and better and more effective and more efficient. And so that was the magic of what I was seeing, that we take it for granted how well we're able to adapt. Now, I'll probably go back to that acting class. I'm not committing to win, but I'll go back Um, and I'll probably stick it out to try to see if I can become adaptable. But at that particular time, the friction and the stressors of being in the unknown, I was like, "Nah, uh, this isn't fun. I, I'll come back to it." And I just, uh, I, I like I said, just thinking about it, I was like, "Michelle, you probably could have, you know, found, you know, found your way around it." But like I said before, it was more of a curiosity. But going back to why. Adaptability is something that is so great, is because not only is it malleable and adaptable, and oh, I wanted to say something about that. Okay, so malleability is when the friction and the stress is enacted upon you. So the the rock feature when I was walking with my with my sibling, uh, being malleable meant that the rock was willing to allow. The water to have some effect on it, and so that was the malleability of it—the movement, the ease of movement of uh, of being able to be changed. But the adaptability was its own way of how it would respond, and so it responded. By creating a curvature that was smooth in that particular place where the water would would hit it so that the water could go, go down and the rock could in, uh, keep its integrity intact um, without crumbling and being destroyed and And so, like I said before, I was looking at this, I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of stuff that has to go into us being adaptable and flexible." And it got me to to thinking uh, that to in order to do this, this means that we have to always be adhering to that general rule of change. meaning, you know, in 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 living um scenarios of 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 who we are, energy, frequency, vibration, mass, whatever you want to call it. Change is really all there is. And so adaptability is an offshoot of change. Um, but adaptability is triggered by an opposing force, by friction, by stress or whatever to be able to adapt. So when you go from a hot climate or hot temperatures to cold temperatures, at first it's a shock but the body becomes better able to handle uh, the the blood circulation and all the little things that are needed for us to be able to handle the cold as best as possible because of this adaptability. And so I I was like, there's more to this. And so I started, you know, thinking about it. Now, I didn't go and do a whole bunch of research on it um, because I was just in awe of getting this, this wisdom smack of you've been taking this for granted and this is one of the most powerful things that you can have in your life. And I, I did remember uh, pulling out some of my uh, old articles that I like, you know, to read here and there. And there was this one where this, this um, doctor, he did a movement and he said, based on if you're able to do this movement, uh, he can tell if you're going to have long years or not. Now, I'm going to go on and cut to the chase and just tell you now. When I when I read the article and then I actually found a uh, news uh, um, package, a, a video of him showing and demonstrating the move, I, was, I tried it, I couldn't do it. And it's where you cross your feet at, at the ankles. And you lower yourself down to where your bum, your bottom must touch the floor. And once it touches the floor, you stand back up. And you should be able to do that um, without your hands touching the ground and without having to stop. And uh, he said, the easier you're able to do that, the longer you're, you know, supposed to be able to last live, whatever. And I could not do it. I I, do, I could not. I sure couldn't. And what he went on to uh, explain was, is that this is an optimal movement that he uses to be able to um, judge or measure a person's flexibility. And he said the more flexible you are in your in your body and your limbs or whatever uh, the more apt your body is to operate and work well as it as it goes through the years because it it denotes that you have all of these different functions working well, uh, range of motion, flexibility, like he said, but also bone density, circulation, balance. Um, He says central nervous system. He says, so it is the one exercise that covers every, not exercise, but movement that covers everything. And I was like, wow, okay. So, flexibility was a big deal. And because I couldn't do it, I started trying to practice. And guess what started happening? I started being able to do it because my body became adaptable to doing what I wanted it to do and I was amazed because at first I was like there's no way I'll be able to do that and he kept showing people of all different ages being able to do it and likewise people of all different ages not being able to do it and I was like well it's you know the way my legs are shaped or you know my palm or you know <laughs> whatever but when I started practicing and uh, doing stretches it got better and the funny thing is is in that book can't hurt me by David goggins He also talks about flexibility and how he got to the point where his muscles were so tight and isolated that it was causing him residual issues with his body of not being able to go the distance and, and endure and adapt like he needed it to. And it wasn't until he started learning how to be flexible and do stretches that a whole new world of possibility opened up to him. And so now he talks about each night when he's done with his exercises, he spends a couple of hours, I think he says in the book, of just stretching so that he can stay, you guessed it, adaptable to whatever comes up. And so that was one of the things that just went, you know, when it started uh, coming to me. Um, I wanted to talk about... um, Another thing that I have found with adaptability, and that is, okay, so I'm an author, and I, I know I've said that on, on it many, but if this is your first time listening, I'm a full-time author, and um, so I, I, I have to write uh, books that are perennial You know, so think about um, the plants of the flowers, perennial. Perennial means they endure. In the flower world, they endure more than two seasons or more than two years. But in, in the rest of life perennial means to endure, to outlast, or to have a long lifespan. And so we want our works to be perennial. We want them to sell even longer than we uh, are are around. We want our works to become immortal. And in order to do that, you got to actually be, you guessed it, adaptable. And so there were a few things that I jotted down. You know how someone will say something and it just opens up a whole new understanding. I um, was listening to someone speak and I don't remember exactly who it was, but I I heard them say something and then it triggered me to... think a little bit more about what it means to be malleable, adaptable, and to be perennial, to, to be enduring. And they said something to the effect of in having insight instead of agreement. Now, when I talk about insight instead of agreement, what I'm meaning is, is, don't just nod your head and get along and go along to get along. Don't just accept, oh, that this is how things are. You want to also have insight into uh, what your surroundings are, what your body needs, and all of those types of things. Because adaptability is not just a subconscious function of your body. Adaptability also, well, good adaptability requires that you are able to understand what it is going to take for you to be adaptable. For instance, callousing of the mind or the hands or whatever. That takes um that's because it's an opposing force, it takes you consciously pressing through and going back and continuing to do it over and over again to get those calluses. Because if not, you're gonna you're gonna get a blister and you'll be like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> you know? And um that would be agreement with that's not for me, you know? And I mean, I can even say I probably did that with that acting class. I I said, oh, this is too hard. I got a little blister on my ego. I'm not doing this anymore, you know. See, I'm trying to make sure y'all know that I am telling you, I was definitely not the hero in that story. So I'm just wanting to make sure I let you know that. You know, so anyway, you know, this insight instead of just agreement, you know, I don't really like that word just, but I'm going to use it here. And that means that get Um, an understanding of the benefits or how to be adaptable and why to be adaptable. Don't just agree with something, but get an insight as to what you need to do and how you need to be adaptable. And then this other one uh, was really at first I was like, you know, like I said, I I meditate. So I had to meditate on some stuff and I was reading um, this book uh, by one of my favorite authors, uh, fiction authors. And I've mentioned him before. And his name is Brandon Sanderson. He is so kind and humble. And it was a collection of three of his novellas on this character called Stephen Leeds. And the name of the book itself is Legion, the many lives of Stephen Leeds by Brandon Sanderson. And it, It's a wonderful collection of a a guy who's schizophrenic and um, he finds a way in the book to personify the different voices. So instead of them running him crazy, uh, he puts them outside of his head where he can actually have um, interactions with them, with him. And each one of them is a personification of an aspect of his genius and they help him solve solve mysteries and crimes and that kind of stuff. It's a really enjoyable read. And, um, I'll drop the, um, the link for, for that book in here. Um, but anyway, I was, uh, I I read that book and whenever I, you know, get through with a book, I, I try very hard to, um, reflect on it as a thank you for the experience. And what I got was more of adaptability, and um, how he showed this, how this fiction character, a fictional character, was able to deal with a seriously bad situation of all of these voices, because he went to great lengths to show how many people he had living in his head, and how hard it was to, you know, give them uh, give them space all at the same time. So like I said, it's a great read. I'll drop the link and all of that. But that got me to um, thinking of another little insight and little snippet that um, I've been marbling and uh, meditating on. And that one is to have transformation, not just information. And again, I'm using the just, but transformation, not information. And that is when we are becoming adaptable to our surroundings that we want to become a better version of ourselves instead of just gaining more information and the reason why I talk about that part is because a lot of times when i'm thinking about adaptability i have to remind myself that it's not just the physical it's the it's the holistic. That's why when I talk about what I, some of the various things I've learned from that book can't hurt me by David Goggins, and he talks about cal, uh, mental calluses and callousing the mind, he's using his body as that form. And what he's doing is he's not—he's not only gaining information of how his body will per, will increase his performance. He's transforming. Forming and going into areas that the mind can take him through the vehicle of his endurance through what his body does. So his body actually opens doors of transformation in his psyche of who he can be and what he is. Now becomes, and that was just really powerful to me, extremely powerful. Because when you think about it and understand that we, I mean, maybe you haven't, but I have always taken the ability to be flexible adaptable malleable and even enduring or perennial for granted and it's only those times when I rub up against friction that I don't like and that doesn't come as easy to me that I am aware that I am living on the blessings of this seamless ability to adapt and to grow and to transform you know and so I have actually seen areas where, I have been uh, guilty of just gaining information and not turning that information into more. Um, I did a a podcast uh, called Information, Knowledge, and Wisdom. And uh, it's one of my favorite ones because I I talk a little bit about this thing of gathering facts. And then there should be something that you do with them, meaning you turn them into knowledge so that they make sense and they can uh, hook together, kind of like little Legos to other knowledge you have. But then there is a gap between knowledge and wisdom. And wisdom is when you can move into areas where you're able to Synchronize disparate parts of information and knowledge to put to, put them together in fascinating new ways that are not just innovative, but that are you guessed it transformative. And so, adaptability helps me to not just use the information, but to get wisdoms out of it because I'm adapting and and becoming a better person, a different person, and thus that's where the wisdom smack has been coming to me. Like I said before, um, like just even using the idea of, uh, from this book, Can't Hurt Me, where he talks about, uh, when you think you're exhausted, you've only, you're only at 40%. You know, if you can just say you're only at 40%, that, do you know what that does? That transforms you from a person who is at their limit to a person who is well beyond that, who does way more? That's a different person. That's a transformed person to a different level, a different realm, if you will. And so, this whole thing of human adaptability is amazing. Now, I will say this um, when I talk about the perennialness, um, I, there is a book that I love, and I actually recommend it to a lot of um, people in the writing space. But it's 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 more than that. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about it because it just applies to this now. And it's actually called Perennial Seller, the art of making and marketing work that lasts. And so in it, um, the author, Ryan Holiday, he talks about examples of enduring um Makers, enduring brands like uh, Siljan, the the cymbals and drums and and um, that, and how they have been in uh, business for eons. And he he highlights some others, and he talks about what it is that you do as a business and and in your marketing to be perennial. And I just thought it was so apropos because you would think that. Having um, been in business for a long time means that you keep things classical and you keep things the same. And no, when he has been able to, um, when not been able to, but when he has highlighted these different companies in this book, there has been something enduring, and that is that they've always been adaptable. They've always been able to keep up with what is current and what is now. So they've mastered the uh, idea of transformation. They've mastered the idea of insight and not just agreeing to go along with what everybody else is doing, you know, or business as usual. And so it's just kind of um, all connected where I, I, I see this. And I'm at that point now where I've got to <laughs> remain flexible, not only in my mind, but my body, you know, um, they talk about how naturally flexibility decreases with age. And it's not just flexibility of the body. If you don't watch it, you'll get into a calcified thought pattern, a, a rut. And That is something that you never want to get into because if you've gotten to that point, it makes it way harder to come back from that. And so adaptability is something that is going high on my list these days. That's why I keep pushing forward to uh, survey my world, interact with different peoples, um, matriculate Uh, on different levels of understanding. I'm even playing around with how to hold two opposing views in my mind at the same time, aka shout out to Einstein, you know, with that whole thing of that being a mark of genius. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. I'm not saying I'm there. I'm just, you know, practicing it and being more flexible and more adaptable and hopefully becoming more perennial. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today with regards to adaptability. So I want to leave you with this. What is your flexible, malleable, adaptable, perennial uh, trajectory? Where are you with that? So answer that. And guess what? I'm going to have to see you tomorrow because my time is up and I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Please, as always, like, share, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And please use our link for Amazon at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And I'm going to see you tomorrow. Bye.